Hello and welcome to Agony Aunt and Uncle. Yeah, hi, how are you doing? If She's you're... the Agony Uncle. Mm-hmm. And he's the Auntie Doris. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening on podcast, you can also watch this on video on our YouTube video. channel. The Swala Adelis, that's what they call it. I know, on it's YouTube. weird, isn't it? It's video. It's a video, even yeah. though it's got nothing to do with video. It's weird, isn't it? So weird. But yeah, so welcome. I always do this little preamble beforehand, so uh, if you listen to us every week, sorry. <laughs> Um, we are not professional anyway. We are just people that have had a lot of shit go down. Lived our lives, babe. Lived our lives. We've lived our lives. We're both um, diagnosed ADHD. What was it you said to me the other day? Hang on, I'm coffee moaning the other morning just before you said, oh, what was it about? I had a, you've got a mental health. And I was about to say to him, I said to him, I was about to say to you, you've got a mental health condition and then I realised you've been diagnosed with three. Yeah. Still trying to work so out. So Mark third, has... Um, Bipolar, <laughs> two. ADHD. What's ADHD. the other one? What is the other one? Addiction. Oh yeah, addiction. <laughs> but has but he's eighteen. Recovery. Eighteen yeah. years sober. We've both had all kinds of therapy, and we've done a lot of couples counselling therapy. And yeah, we are we are often the people in our lives that people will come to for advice, like round the coffee table, round the kitchen table with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. So they don't necessarily take it, and that's one of the most important things to say here. This is much more a sharing exercise. This yeah. is about, uh, you, you know, when you share a problem, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved. Um, but also there's that idea that in sharing w- what you're going through, not necessarily that we will have in any way a solution, but there may just be a different perspective. And I think that for me is the big value yeah. of this. We Having try not different to perspectives. give direct advice. No. We just try and think about, think through your problems, through where we might have had a connection with a similar thing. That's always our aim. So um, let's get started. And as ever, thank you so much, everybody who does share their problems with us we feel incredibly honored actually Mm. um so uh shall i start yes um thank you first of all for saying that you love our channel thank you for that um we do keep everybody anonymous because we just think it's the safest way to do it Mm. um i'm 23 and my boyfriend is 24 we've been together nearly a year and are this is what i'm interested in reasonably happy Reasonably, yeah. and this is why it's so important, guys. When you send us a, a a question, that you do tell us your age because it does make a big difference in what mm. we might say. Mm. However, I am having doubts about the longevity of our relationship. One of the major issues is the frequency in which he plays football. He plays three times in the week, and every Saturday till twelve till six. Every Saturday, twelve till six. As a result, our weekends together are quite short, which is leading to resentment on my side. I've brought this up many times to him to try and come to some sort of solution, resolution or compromise. He initially agreed to play every other Saturday, which was good, but this never materialised. I very much feel that he prioritises football over me. He has also said that in the future when we have children, he still wants to play football in the week after work and on Saturdays. <laughs> we all want to keep our lives exactly as they are, don't mm. we, once we've children? This feels unfair. More recently, I've noticed a lack of effort on his side. I've noticed I tend to work around his schedule and drive to his every weekend to sit on the sofa and watch TV. I also can't remember when he bought me flowers or surprised me. My question is... Should I stay in this relationship and accept that this is how my life will be, working around his schedule and being second place to football, 
or am I asking for too much? Oh, so much, so much in there. There's lots in there, isn't there? I mean... <clears throat> Try I mean, and keep it right from the total man's point of view, because we never get... Like, there's so many things where you don't really hear from men within relationships. This is what I used to like about loose men and loose women when we used to mix them up, because you get to ask that. Because we sit as women and we pontificate around everything. But to actually hear from a man... What's going on in this relationship, do you think? OK, well, football, um, you can replace football with anything. But football is, you know, centre stage in this dilemma. Um, so what do you mean when you say replace with anything? Well, it, it happens to be football for him. It could be absolutely anything for him. It could be fishing. It yeah. could be the going same, to the cinema. The it could be, yeah. it could be any, any number of things. Um, that's oh, just that's that's postman. that postman. Um, so... There is that aspect to it, but, but just, just going into the mental state of someone in their early 20s to mid-20s and football, I mean, I for sure had a period of my life where I felt, you know, sport was really important to me um, and was a major defining aspect of my life. And in adult life, that has faded and faded and faded to the point that mm. I have zero interest really in any team sports or competitions unless it's the World Cup and there's a sense of everyone getting I together. Never, I never really knew that up until what age? Probably until about my mid... Well, until I became a parent. I mean, I really cared. Oh. I cared about football. Oh, yeah, 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 massively. See, well, this and, is, and even, uh, hang on, so even beyond that, even beyond that, I think what happens in a relationship... So you could... I'm not suggesting my relationship broke... First big main, main relationship broke up with my mother of my first child because of football, not at all. But it's interesting the sacrifices you make in relationships. And I think that what, this, what interests me about this dilemma is this, it goes to the heart of the sacrifices you do have to make, don't have to make, should mm. you make, and all those kind of questions that come up when you're in a relationship, but also when and if you then become parents. And I became a parent at younger than you. I, I was 20, oh no, same age, 23. Um, and it, at that time, I wouldn't have at all have said that football was the most important thing to me. It wasn't the most important thing to me, but I loved football. I didn't play it in that way. I wasn't, I didn't have a schedule where I was going to play with the team all the time. But you know, this is clearly important to him. And this is a major part of his life. And he is still young. Yeah, he's very... Mustn't forget that. He's actually very young. Yeah, I mean... And, and when... I suppose the reason I was using the details of my relationship was that, OK, unfortunately, we split up for a whole variety of other reasons, alcohol, all sorts of stuff. And it's weird that I... Football and watching it, for sure, swelled much more back into my life from my mid-twenties mm. until pretty it's much when I, met, when I met you. Because mm. it was a bonding exercise. But it was also really, really... But when push comes to shove, an excuse to drink and have no responsibilities. And, mm. and I think that is something for men that is very much a, a very important part of what sport is about. There are no responsibilities to the outside world beyond the game and beyond, if you're playing the game, performing in the game, and there's camaraderie, and there's all these things. So there isn't anything ostensibly wrong with him having this passion or this dedication and wanting to spend all this time. Well, they talk, don't they, about football and religion and it having, like, a deep... If, if we just think about boys, men kicking around a football, then, of course, everything is, you know, we can't understand it. But what I'm hearing there is, like, a connection. So the equivalent for me would be, as a woman, 
being with the girls, hanging out with the girls, mm. a girls' night. Mm. Because that sense of belonging, that sense of release, that ability to talk about everything mm. and feel free and feel validated would, at that age, have happened with my girlfriends. And if I wanted to see my girlfriends three times a week, I would think, well, what's wrong with that at mm. 23? So mm. I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to think what the parallel might be at that age for a woman. Well, it's interesting because I can, I can think of many other parallels where I, I can think of other relationships I know where men or the boys or the men in those relationships have a passion for something that's quite a scheduled passion. And I think it is, there is a bit... I hate to use gender-specific kind of terms. I think what you've just described is something that no woman, quite rightly, or you wouldn't want impinged upon by any demand mm, from exactly, a man. Exactly, that's what I mean. Yeah, and, and you'd be absolutely right for that. But I would know just that because... I couldn't have three girls' nights out in a week and half of, and most of Saturday. But if that's how you've come to the relationship, I, th I suppose what I'm trying to say is I think men are... When it comes to things like sport and football, you just used a phrase there that could go to the very heart of what might be part of the solution here, which was you just said, I mean, men just kicking about a ball. I'm not into football anymore, so I don't get that sort of huge... Protect I'm not protective of the sport. But when women say things like, and not all women, because women, you know, <laughs> we're now in a reformed society where women's football is as, as valid as men's. But when, in stereotypical terms, you say something like, just men kicking about... No, ball, I said we mustn't say that, because no, 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 it's more than that. No, 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 I know. But that phrase and that attitude and the arched eyebrow and the sarcasm and all that kind of stuff will cut deep for men for mm. whom it matters. Like it would if men said it about women Precisely. being together. So yeah. one of the things... So there are two, two things I'm going to say and then I'll shut up. Yes, I think he's allowed his passion and I think it's absolutely fine to have his passion. But he has to have flexibility. And there has to be flexibility from all sides in all activities all the time. And I think with all the will in the world, to suggest that one day we'll have kids but this absolutely isn't changing is utterly unrealistic. It's but do we not all say things that are unrealistic before we have children? Yes, do yeah. we not all... I mean, we probably said ridiculous things and I was nearly 40. Like, oh, mm. we'll still go out every Friday night and we'll still, still mm. do the... Because you don't really have a concept of what it's like until you've had... Yeah. Until you're in it. Um, but, but does it... Would it have meant to you, when you were going out three... I'm just trying to really put myself in her place and where, her, in, where insecurities might come from this... Would you, and obviously you're a completely different person, but was it a way of escaping the relationship or a need to just let out some of the stress of being in a relationship? Because to have a very grown-up relationship at 24 years old is way beyond a lot of men. So it's not necessarily that he doesn't like her or he doesn't want to spend time with her, but he doesn't know how to manage these two things. Yeah, Could I that agree. be a thing? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. It might not 100%. be indicative of what he feels about her. No, no, not at all. And again, the, I suppose what I'm trying to say is, what is your attitude to his football? Are you, like, arched eyebrow about it? Are you mocking about it? Are you angry about it? Because all these things won't necessarily, will make him feel doubled down yeah. on the time that he spends there yeah. and become more actually resentful of the relationship and the time he spends there. I'm not suggesting that you need to get into this game of kind of trying to lure him away through stealth, but I think by not being sort of judge... I'm not saying you are, because, you, you know... But, but I think it's really important not to be judgy of what he's up to and what he's after, but perhaps presenting to him and sort of, you know, maybe just sitting down and having a conversation, sort of saying, look, you know, is there any flexibility around any of this? I feel, you know, sometimes... What is said in these sort of statements or letters or comments or dilemmas 
often needs to be said or could be said to the person in question in, 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 a, in a gentle fashion or in, a, you know, in, a, in an open and honest way. Because sometimes what, what the problem with most of these things is communication. Um, I mean, I think, I think when you're young and you're a man and you're into your sport as much as this guy is, and he's obviously into it more than, he, than I was... But even I remember back then thinking, no, I really want to watch this football match. I really want to do this. I really want to do that. I think, you know, it can become quite quickly quite conflicted and quite heated and quite, you know, conflict could happen around something that doesn't... It, it doesn't need to be a conflicted kind of thing. And yet at the same time, I'm coming from... It's really difficult because at the age of sort of 52, my line on it also is if, I was, if you were my daughter, I'd be saying, well, he's got to understand that it can't be all the time, every time. And if you're feeling like this, you've got to tell him you're feeling like this. That's how I, you know, that's how I'd approach it. He needs to know. Does he know how you're feeling? Does he know that he, you feel like a sort of football widow, if you like? Right. Okay, it's good. It's really good because Mark's made me think differently about how I might have immediately approached this. First of all, your ages are I play a big part in this because if you were saying this to me in your thirties or your forties, I'd be like, mm. <laughs> but when you say he plays football three times a week, I go to the gym three times a week. Mm. Mark works out five times a week. We are pretty strict about that. We won't... I try to be strict about my yoga as well. I fail sometimes, but I want to be stricter about my yoga than I am because I want to live longer. Mentally, it's really good for me when I exercise and all these different reasons. So in those three times a week, is he then going to the pub and is it, does it feel much more like a boys' night out? Mm. Because if I think it's a boys' na- night out, I just think that's too much, three times a week, um, every week. Some weeks, that's fine. If he's having three nights out a week, boys' night, that's fine. And obviously, you, that couldn't work for you if you got married and you had a baby. And he must be fat. uber fit. I mean, yeah. he must be uber fit. But if it's his workout, like many people go to yeah. the gym after work, I think that's okay, personally. I do think that's okay. Because we've got to be really mindful when we get into relationships that we're not, that everything doesn't have to be through our relationship. Mm. So, for instance, when you say you're a bit sick and tired of always driving over to his and then spending the weekend watching television on the sofa, I'm not fucking surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 23. I agree. agree. You know, so I would say maybe you see him on a Sunday and maybe you could say to him, listen, that's your thing on a Saturday. Mm. So what's your thing on a Saturday? What is your thing on the Saturday? Really think about that because actually... To rely completely on another person leaves us vulnerable because if anything goes wrong with that relationship, then who are we turning around to, you know? So if you have a friendship group, are you at all neglecting that friendship group? You may not be at all. I don't know. I'm literally just posing Mm. all these different questions that I would say to my daughter. You know, are you, is there something that you love that you are giving yourself the time for because you shouldn't. I don't mean this in, well, well, now you're doing football all day on a Saturday, I'm going to go off, because that will just cause more irritation. But a gentle move into you doing what makes you happy um, and maybe sometimes at the weekend saying, do you know what, I'm not going to come out. Well, unless you want to go see a film or something. Do you want to go see a film? Do you want to go to a restaurant? Because it sounds to me like you're not really asking for what you want. 
And I think sometimes as women, it's incredibly difficult mm. for us to ask for what we want because we don't actually know. So sit with yourself and say, what do I really want? What am I really feeling when he's at football? Because you also say he never surprises you, he never sends you flowers. So what I'm hearing there is maybe it's not the football at all. Mm. Maybe deep down you know he is not making your heart sing anywhere and the football is a way of you almost being in denial about the fact that maybe the whole relationship isn't right for you. Because if you were saying to me, oh my God, you know, he's so great and we do have lovely times at the weekend and, you know, we, we like... Then I'd be saying, well, it all sounds great. Let him have his football as well. Unless you wouldn't be contacting us. But the thing <laughs> is, but the thing is... No, because she might be. She might be saying, oh, I love all this, but I don't like him doing Saturday football. And I'd say, well, you know, it's his time. Hmm. But if there's nothing given to the relationship and he's doing football three times a week and he's there all Saturday, it sounds to me like the relationship's a bit on his last legs. And sometimes we need to be able to sit down opposite the person that we're with and say, at the moment, I really like you, I really want this to work, if that's the truth, but at the moment it's not really working for me. I, I think and then and then give some don't overwhelm him with too much but give some clear pointers not too many maybe three things is there any way that we could work on this like maybe don't mention the football first of all maybe say you know at the weekends we used to do this it used to be loads of fun can we try that again hmm. not from a negative like we never go anywhere we never do anything but from a positive well the point I wanted to make that chimes in with that is what I'm interested in here is why did it not work and why did it not happen the every other Saturday idea? Because exactly. I think within that might be some answers. Because if, if that suggests to me that it's possible, because I mean I know what football's like. You know, if you're in a if you're in a league, if you're in a team, I think I and I do, again I hate the generalisation here, and this is received archetypes and stereotypes. But I you know I've often been with partners, female, who don't understand the longevity of a football season the regularity of a football season, the need to be part of a team on a regular basis, the fact that it's not just like a, a lifestyle choice that you dip into on a, on a sort of... So mm. it's a commitment. It's not mm. just playing football. It's beyond playing football. If you're in a tournament, if you're in a league, this is a season. It's a seasonal commitment. But if he has suggested that there was an opportunity that he could do every other weekend, I think that's where... I would recommend you kind of run in on that detail and say, OK, but well, nicely. look, you suggest... Yeah, 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 in a really nice way. So it suggested, well, you know when you said this, what, could, could that we, happen? Could we make that Could work? we make that happen? Yeah. And also, if he is playing between 12 and 6 on a Saturday, he is going to be exhausted, ne necessarily. And what Nadia says is really important. Sometimes I think we all think we ought to be with someone at this time because mm. this is the allotted time. But if time. you're sitting there resentful, there's no and point. And if he's exhausted, he's not actually necessarily coming from a place of, uninter of being uninterested. He will genuinely, after six hours, be exhausted, unless that six hours is principally 90 minutes of football and four and a half hours of drinking... It's the, I think what comes with football for a lot of partners of football fans or football players is how much of it is the sport and how much of it is this person's getting an entire social life away from me that I'm not allowed to be part of. And I think wherever you can sort of even fake it to make it. I mean, I'm not saying Nadia's not interested in film. She is, but I've noticed in recent months, 
you've been much more attentive or listening to the types of films that maybe me and the girls or other people are talking about rather than just kind of locking out of the conversation earlier thinking this isn't for me you know just just again but but that requires the same from him with you Can't and what your interests you give, are and so, take yeah. and just on a final note what mark was saying there about if if you've been derisory about football almost like it's the other woman and you've just been knocking it all the time and you sort of half bleed your unhappiness with it all into another conversation so it kind of gets lost really think about mm. just saying can we just sit down and have a proper chat mm. put the timer on two minutes for you two minutes for me and you say listen really like you you said about that every other saturday could we could we try that mm. and m maybe not let's just meet up on a sunday or a friday night and go out and then so the saturday you can come because if at 24 every single weekend is on the sofa watching telly that doesn't bode well no. because you got a lot of that in later life <laughs> yeah, exactly. you need to be out and enjoying yourself but will you please um let us know how it went. Think about the conversation. No accusatory tones. No, you promised this, you said this. Gentle, loving and open to listening. Really listen and mm. then see. See if you can get a shift. Absolutely. Um, the next one, this is very short, but I thought incredibly, um, well, just lots, lots of kind of... Uh, issues surrounding it and that come out of it i'm 28 got married last year had a miscarriage in may and now husband and i are trying again but it's so hard to keep it exciting doing the uh baby dance feels like we're putting a shift in as it's all scheduled and both feel so much added pressure after the miscarriage advice please oh sweetie well yeah well first of all miscarriage um, so sorry to hear that and uh, actually a good few years ago Mark and I did uh, a whole vlog on this How to Stay we? Married in our How to Stay I'll Married I'll pop the link underneath this I'll yeah, put it in the description about this. miscarriage because maybe I don't know but often for men it's, 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 it's much more difficult for them to talk about how they felt, felt about it and everything and, and lots of people have reached out to us since we posted that saying it was a real help for them mm. to discuss miscarriage we, you know, we had a number of miscarriages and you know also I just want to say to you if you've had anyone say that thing of like oh how many weeks for you or how many mm. like, like, there's a, like there's a time on when you should be over it or that's so wrong because when you want a baby from the first minute you know that you've conceived you're planning so it, it doesn't mm. make any difference so if you've experienced that big hug again to you mm. we i had um maddie when i was got pregnant with maddie when i was 38 39 had her at 40 had kiki at 42 with miscarriages in between um you are still relatively young. You're 28. Now, I know physiologically nothing has changed with women. And we're, you know, we all do tend to put it off a bit and hope everything will be all right. And for a lot of people, it's not. But it's, it, it doesn't sound like it's urgent, urgent, no. urgent, unless you have been to a fertility clinic and they've looked and they've told you exactly how many eggs that you have, which is what some people do. So if that's not the case, how about just not doing the baby dance. I don't, again, I don't know what your grief was like. Some people can move on very quickly. Some people, it, 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 it stays very sharp and painful for a long time. 
And there's also a lot of people will give that advice. Oh, just get back on the horse and have another baby as quickly as possible. That might not be right for you. Somebody, if anybody's saying that to you, mm. really think about whether that's right. Maybe both of you have a chat or say, can we just write down our feelings on this? Because maybe one of you would like a bit more time and maybe you're both trying to save each other's pain by doing it now and mm. trying again. I would say, if you were my sister or my daughter, I would be saying, why don't you just take the foot off the accelerator for a bit, have a couple of months of just being together, being romantic, connecting, and take the schedule off, because if you're feeling the schedule is so tough, and that's going to make you tenser, and, and, you know, you don't want to pull apart, you want to pull together. So... We've spoken often, Mark and I, about the um, tips that we've been given by all the marriage guidance counsellors that we've been to. It's so important to look after your relationship here, you know, mm. where you set a timer and you have each have whatever time you want, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, where one person speaks and the other one says nothing. And you just totally listen. And maybe really, really saying to each other, we can say anything, however painful we might think it would be for the other one let's just really talk about this mm. and I think that will you know will has a real chance of bringing you closer together maybe for a few weeks say do you know what let's not have intercourse in any way whatsoever every time you, any sex therapist I've ever heard of always says this take the intercourse out of it and get back like really ban it like even for a week or two weeks where ban but you can touch, you can kiss, you can do all of those things. You know, spend longer having a snog, you know, kiss up and down the neck, do all that sort of stuff. To, so you've taken the pressure of, oh, my mm. God, and now we've got to have intercourse. Because there is nothing worse for, like, being a passion killer than, like, we've got to have intercourse. Um, obviously, none of this is from a medical perspective or anything. This is just from one woman to another I think that might be able to help. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I totally echo everything that you've just said. I mean, I think, I think, you know, it's really important. I think it's, re I think it might be really important for you to kind of just watch uh, what we took, because you know, our, our, our chat that we did about miscarriages, because I didn't realise until after we talked about it how much I felt, how much I didn't understand, how much I didn't understand about what I felt separate to everything that I was feeling for Nadia and, 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 and the situation. And I think sometimes it's almost, it's ironic that within, like Nadia says, within that sort of just communicating and just sharing with each other truly and, and, and fully how you both feel. And for him to really feel like there's an equivalence in what he's feeling. I mean, I think sometimes I think the danger with some of these things is that we can mistakenly, a little bit like the whole kind of football chat, we can mistakenly fall into archetypes of behaviour based on gender. And of course, the miscarriage that happens is happening hormonally and physically and biologically within the woman. And so, of course, that's, that is, without a doubt, priority. But once you've come out of the sort of immediacy of that, the man's experience for the man is as much of a priority for the man as it still is for the woman. And I think it's really important that there is a sort of space afforded for both of you to share in that and that he doesn't feel like he's 
in any way, because it's not that he's not, you know, it would be eclipsing your experience, you know, to share in what he feels. Because the reason I'm saying all of that is I think by getting it out, by talking about it, by sharing it, by being truly honest, by really going deep into all of that sort of stuff, you might take some of the urgency out of trying to rescue your own emotions and get to a better place of being able to perform, of being able to get back and on... Being able on, to make all this better. Yeah, to, and, and yeah. also to get back on the, on the, you know, on the bicycle and be, be cycling in the right direction to get us back on. We need to be back... That, you know, so even the phrase... Try, because men want to fix. Yeah, yeah, and even the phrase, you know, my husband and I are trying again, trying to have a baby. I always find it a really... You know, it's an intriguingly stressful phrase trying to have a baby because as soon as you say that it's like my god we're trying and to suggest you're trying is always to invoke suggest failing. You're failing yeah. yeah and so i think you know Nadia's advice i think or suggestions are really tip top and i don't think they're necessarily as she says you know sex advisors and everything would say the same i do think it's about being gentler with each other you are young enough though again maybe your circumstances are such that there is more urgency and we don't know about that but, I mean, let's say you're 28. I mean, there is, the, you know, you, you can afford to take the, potentially your foot off the gas and rediscover just enjoying it. I, I am sometimes drawn to this idea around sex and, you know, when someone's single and they're like, oh, I'm looking for a partner. It's that weird thing of if you go searching for fun, it's, you rarely find it. The best fun just happens. And it might be, again, here that by not overly rushing for the target of pregnancy... It may just evolve if you actively, and sometimes you do have to actively say, we're not going to be that intimate, but we want to be intimate. And maybe that's the way, maybe that's the way around I it. wonder if, I mean, because obviously we don't know all your circumstances, I wonder if you are on some fertility drugs yeah. where you've got to do it at certain times, which, mm. of course, you know, if you are absolutely with a schedule because you're following some sort of plan, then it's going to be, it's going to be different uh, Advice, if you like, though we definitely try not to give advice. You... Because, because if you if you're absolutely, I don't know, there might be a big, they might pay mm. for IVF, they might have to do it this amount of times. And if that's the case, then I think if you can try and bring some humour into it, like maybe you're both feeling more and more embarrassed and more shy about it. If you could try and inject some humour mm. and some fun, whoa. There we go. You know, a bit of a bit of that, and maybe just a bit of chat about what you did, what turned you on the most before you had this bloody nightmare of just trying to have a baby. You know, if you can try and get a bit of that into it, sometimes I think humour can really help break the tension. I've also um, got just just something I just want to add, which I don't think I ever said in the original chat we did about miscarriage, but I think this might be something that's quite key and important as well, and it kind of chimes with everything you've just said. Something that I have thought about recently about the difficult times after the miscarriage and miscarriages and intimacy in those periods was where it, it sounds weird but where it happened or if not where it literally happened because it doesn't necessarily happen like that but you know the pressure on being in say a bedroom the bedroom and a bedroom in which there's this history it's a weird one for me but I, I have emblazoned on my retina and on my heart where we were when you know we had this sad news and we went through the you know, you know Nadia went through the sad the trauma of what was going on and that really kind of in a sense damaged the space in which we were in and it was a space in which bedroom you, you would predominantly have set so think about the conditions in which the miscarriage perhaps happened 
and how you can maybe step away from reminders of that or echoes of that, because that will be difficult to resurrect intimacy in those spaces, because, of course, also in your head is, is everything else that's happened, if you know what I mean. Last week, our last How to Stay Married podcast, we talked about making sexy time dates. Oh, yeah. And there was a lot of stuff in there around, you know, maybe, maybe because if you are on a, a schedule because you're with a fertility clinic, um, again, maybe we can put the link up for that one, Mark, but there was things like, you know, this was all about people setting a date for sex and people have always thought that means, oh, I've got mm. to have sex on that day, but it's not. It's to be sexual, to be flirty. Maybe on that day you send a few texts, maybe send photos, you know, so maybe you've just got to... Get, Think a bit teenage and maybe just get a bit flirty on the days that you've got to do it um, in whatever way works for you too. I mean, obviously, I don't know what your thing is, but you might just have to fake that to make it and then it will become easier. But just like really make yourself do like sexy, fun little messages or notes mm. or, yeah, uh, not photos of when you were together when you were younger and well you're, you're obviously very young anyway but but just 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 nice moments mm. little moments of romance that you can both feed each other that will feed into the sex there you go guys thank you thank you everybody and we will put those links up underneath yeah. and um please do send if anybody has um a problem they'd like us to chew over the cud with the link is also there and remember as we always say listen for the similarities not the differences so you might think oh wow god i've never had a problem with my boyfriend in his football but you know yeah replace you football with there's many a problem things. with yeah. your missus and so da, da. you know there's always yeah. going to be some similarity somewhere exactly exactly thank you thank you please subscribe and tell all your friends